NFL season is upon us. A big week here for us here at the Why So Serious podcast and the Cold Front Report. I'm Mike, joined with JT, Stevie Johnson, Donald Jones going down the line there. Guys, huge week ahead. Huge week ahead, huh? Big, man. Big. It, it's going to be a – I mean, I'm just excited for all the festivities going on, but, I mean, we're all going to be in town. Let's talk, it's about, the be fest- a- Let's talk about the festivities first. Let's get it started Let's off talk. with that. Let's yeah. talk about the festivities. Um, Stevie, take it away. The, yeah, we started off with the party at Soho. That's going to be live. We got everybody pretty much from Buffalo that's going or in Buffalo is going to be there, you know, plus people flying in like us and um, a few others. But, you know, hopefully we can see everybody in there and have a good time. That'll be our meetup, um, you know, for the weekend before our, our bills handle business. Um you know what else we have? We got we got to we got to represent and support our our, our fallen uh, angel, Poncho. We go. What else we got going on? We got the the probably the most live tailgate up to date. You know until next week. <laughs> New England. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's jam packed. What else? I don't know. I'm missing some more. So I got I got tons of stuff right over here. But you know I don't want to take too much time. Yeah. Talking about it. I think, I think we hit it. I think we hit about all. I mean, we got the party. You got the, the the tailgate. We got everything, man. We got a meeting up, a meeting up at UB. You know, that's something that's okay. pretty cool. Bulls okay. taking on Temple Saturday. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's a lot of former players coming in town. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of old teammates. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and, they, and they all will be at the at the party too at Soho. So make sure y'all get y'all tickets. Yeah. Find it on yeah. all social media, the Why So Serious podcast. You can find it on all our individual and Instagram, Twitter, all that. So a Facebook and check out the uh, Code Socks uh, social media for content. Yep, that's Code Socks yeah. on Twitter. We've been popping up a link here and there on the show. Um, tickets. I, there's a promo code right now. Stevie, S T E V I E. Get you ten dollars off. Get your yeah. ticket. For five hours of open bar, guys. Five hours of open bar for just forty bucks. So yeah, that's about to be lit. It's it's gonna be lit. That's for hey, sure. Now let's now let's talk about this this past game. On what I'm most impressed about is how we're we've handled our handled the business that we're supposed to handle. You know, we there's these are teams that I mean, let's keep it real. We, nobody's expecting them to go to the playoffs. The Jets or the Giants. So those are two t- two games that, hey, if you ain't focused, you ain't locked in, you can go one and one, and that's like – that's damn near losing the season. You know what I mean? To those types yeah. of teams. So we handle business with them. And, um, you know, now we got Cincinnati coming in, and they just got dominated by uh, San Francisco, and I believe it was at home. It was so, at Cincy. Yeah. So here's here's another another team that's popping up that we need to take care of. I feel like their, their talent is a little bit better, but at the same time, what just happened to them at home? We can't let them come in here thinking they that they go uh, get some confidence out of us. We gotta we gotta take their souls early. Yeah, I mean that the, damn. The, um, with this game coming up, obviously we know New England is coming up after that. So you want to go into New England with momentum. You don't want to go into New England after a loss, especially you got a New England team that's outscoring opponents like seventy plus to three. 
know what I mean? So you need to go into that game with all types of confidence in the world. You, it, it, and hopefully you can come out of this game healthy, all of that stuff. But the, yeah. at the end of the day, you got to defend your home turf. And I think that's what they got to do. Um, they won the first two games on the road in that life down in New Jersey. Now you got to come home and defend your own turf. If you defend your own turf, think about it. If you win all of the games at home, you already won two on the road. That's 10 games right there. That's your right. Game. Right. And, you know and I mean? good thing that you mentioned that, Jones. We're the true team in New York. We got to speak a little bit about that, too. Let that be known. We are the number one team in New York, and it's been like that. And I'm so glad that this team has taken care of business in our state uh, officially to uh, keep this crown. Well, the, the, I, honestly, they don't. The Bills are the only team in New York. The Giants right. and the Jets are both in New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. It's always exactly. been like that. You know, I mean, well, the Jets used to be in New York and Long Island, but they both in New Jersey now. So the Bills are the only team, and they did a good job in coming into uh, into MetLife. That's a weird situation, too, to have to go into the same stadium twice. Back-to-back <laughs> weeks, too. Yeah, yeah, back-to-back weeks and have to beat, um, you know, the, the, the two home teams yeah, early in the season. I mean, it, it was it – was, uh, it was impressive the way that they won right. those games. It wasn't like it was like, you know, some luck or some fluke stuff. Like they won those games impressively all across the board. Offense, right. defense, special teams. You see the rookie running back looking good, the quarterback looking good. You know, you, you, I think Bills fans got something to be proud about. Offensive line. And now good. and now the first home game is gonna be lit. First home game True. I and I looked it up. I went back as far as the late 1980s. The Bills have never started since the 80s. I could be wrong going back to the 60s, 60s era. But going back in the day, I don't believe the Bills have started at home after two straight road games undefeated. Um, so, obviously, New Era Fields can be rocking on Sunday. Everybody knows that. There's no no doubt in my mind that it won't be, even if they weren't 2-0. and But the fact that they're 2-0 and coming home, a team they could and should beat, too, Mm-hmm. And, and an opponent like the Bengals, it's going to be rocking on Sunday. And I think that Bill's Mafia um, has a lot to look forward to, not just from that standpoint as a fan, but also to just see a winning product on the field at home after two weeks on the road. It's going to be special in Orchard Park. Right. The, um, the progression, the development, um, that's what I think you was, you was trying to say, like a, a, a developmental team yep. that's successful, you know. It's not, it's not a tough time through development right now. You know, this is prime time you know what? for uh, Buffalo fans. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with um, Coach McDermott and Brandon Bean. Obviously, they've made a lot of moves over the last couple of years and getting rid of players, bringing players on the team. But they actually look like a team. Like, they actually look like a formidable team in the NFL right now, really without the flashy star players. You know, and I think that's something that's impressive. When you have a team that's out there, everybody's playing together. You see them celebrating on the sidelines, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you that's don't have the big like superstar flashy players on this team. And I think that's a great thing to see that you just have a, a, a team full of guys that's coming to work, ready to work, and um, they're getting the job done. Well, really, and I that, mean, like I said, we always say the benchmark is New England, right? Think about when yeah. New England Brady first got there. I mean, there was players like Deion Branch. And David Gibbons and David Pat and the receivers and, uh, and former Bill Antoine Smith, they didn't have flashy players. But over the years, every, over the years, they added flashy players to their good core. And I think that's exactly the culture that we're building off of. Right. For sure. For sure. And we also got to shout out the Pagoons, man, because they uh, they changed in the area and, and 
taking that experience like other NFL teams um, here in Buffalo, you know, so we got that's that's nothing to be slept on. Also, changing the facilities. Yo, man, what? Speaking of facilities, stadium, yeah, every day. <laughs> what? I was, uh, I was in there the other day. I was in there the other day. I was like, yo, this is crazy. The the, the, uh, <laughs> the weight room they got. Oh man, top that, of the line. Nice. Hey, that thing crazy with the grass. Yeah. You see the grass in there. Oh, the yeah. grass in there. Yeah, yeah man. Sick, what? Man. That thing belongs in L.A. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's that's something that, that plays into, you know, player psyche, you know, all the time when it comes to waking up in the morning after because t- there's going to be a tough loss. Right. Um, you know, hopefully we can go undefeated, you know, but there's going to be a tough loss. But being able to come back to a facility, it's not ran down. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you still get that spark. You can still get that spark for, for that incoming week or for that following year. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Um, also, that's just that's a testament to us, though, Don, because. We was out there thugging when it was, it was, <laughs> it was looking kind of shameful, but yo, we wasn't you. doing it for that. We was doing it for our, for the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they got yeah. both. They got both. They so got it's, it's it's good for the for the build right now and the fans. I think yeah. that. Go ahead, Don. Nah, you got it. I I think that the one thing that the Pagulas have done and that they've stressed with all their teams. I mean, yeah, the Sabers have been on the downspiral over the last few years. And we're not hockey guys, really. Um, but, but they were they were hot for a little bit, though, right, Fredo? <laughs> they were. They had that they had that ten game winning streak, yeah. and that's the thing. You know what? I, I actually want to bring this up. <laughs> it, it was they had a ten game winning streak. The city was on fire. On fire. And on fire, and then they downspiraled and became one of the worst teams in the NHL. But Man. I heard this this morning on WGR. My way home from work this morning. I work overnight, so I listen to the morning show on my way home, and. They were saying, you know what? If you get to that week three, if you beat the Bengals, you're three and oh, this can kind of be compared to that Sabres run last year. You don't mm. want to let what happened there yeah. come come backfire in your face, literally. Um I see what you're saying with that. And I mean, yeah, you got the Patriots next week, week four. And I mean, you could, I mean, I'm not saying the Patriots is an easy win for the Patriots. It's probably gonna be there. New England's biggest test all season. Actually, no, it is their biggest test all season. Right. They've had really no competition. They've had to play Miami. They've had a, they're playing the Jets this week. Um, I mean, they they played a Pittsburgh team that just struggled with them from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. they're going to come into Buffalo. It's going to be a rocking environment, win or lose this week. Even though we hope they win on the field this week, um, it's going to be their toughest test of the year so far. So it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, Belichick's a mastermind. Brady's a mastermind, but. It's going to be interesting to see how they can prepare to for their toughest test, and it's going to be interesting. You're going to see articles and headlines about it starting Monday next week, saying, "You know what? This is New England's biggest test so far this year." And I'm really interested in seeing the line come out on that game too. And speaking of lines, this is what scares me, guys. The Bills on Sunday, right now, six and a half point favorite or six point favorite. It was started at six and a half. A that scares me. That's a lot. That's a lot. They show some confidence in the team, right? That's kind of scary. Yeah. And I've never seen the Bills. I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember the last time I saw the Bills as a six-point favorite. I mean, last year against Minnesota, they were, what, 17-and-a-half-point underdogs? Yeah. I mean, I don't – I mean, talk about a turnaround. <laughs> Go from being 17-and-a-half-point dogs one year to uh, one game this year being six-point favorites, and um, that could change. I think the line to look at, especially if they win this week, is the line for next week. That's I'm really intrigued in seeing that. And I really yeah, want to see they, how much credit they win this we're one. getting. 
Yeah, if they win this one, what's the line going to be for, for next week? Um, but this is one of those – I remember uh, Murph and I used to always debate this. And, you know, he would say, well, you're not good enough to have a trap game. You're not good enough to have a trap game. Those are not good enough to have a trap game. This is really one of those trap games when you look oh, at the is. Bengals. You look at the Bengals and the way they just played, and then you see us talking about New England. And I, I'm not in Buffalo right now, but I would almost guarantee that half the fan base is like, yeah, we can go into New England 3-0. We can go into New England 3-0. The players have to be able to uh, really just flush all of that noise out because I know they're talking about it in the media and everything in Buffalo right now. The fact of the matter is you do have a team coming into town, regardless of how they just played, they're still an NFL team with NFL talent on their roster, all right? And the games get ugly right. real quick. So mm-hmm. they need to make sure that they go into this game ready to go. Well, they got they have some threats. I mean, you got John Ross, you got Boyd. Boyd's playing good ball. Like, we all talk about A.J. Green, but we ain't talk about how good T.J. Boyd has been the last two years. You got yeah, yeah. John Ross got world-class speed, and Joe Mixon is one of the NFL's most complete backs. Don't sleep yeah. on him. And we're not even talking about Gio Bernard either. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah, that's, that's a two-headed right. monster in the ha- in the in the backfield there for the Bengals. That's um, what that's what I'm saying. They got they got a good talented squad. And uh, shout out Joe Mixon from San Francisco from the hometown. Um, but you know when you when you uh-huh. ride him, hey, you know you got to plug our plug our boy. <laughs> but but you know when he's rapping the Bay right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, shout out Zach. Also, he got me this nice uh, old school throwback a San Francisco Giants hat. Hold on, I got a shirt with the state of New Jersey on it. Hey, but look back to it though. Like we just got to take over to take over this game and not be so uh, our guys can't be so fascinated with all oh, yeah, This is John Ross. Like, uh, he's hella. Uh, he's super fast and he scored X amount of touchdowns. A week. We just got to look at hey, the Niners went here and dominated this team. It doesn't matter what they have. They just got dominated. Are we going to dominate them also? Or, or yep. what? You know what I'm saying? So right. that's what they need to really just lock in and focus on. And then, you know, with the following week, it is what it is. I mean, whether you win or you lose, um, it's go it's go ultimately come down to coaching and how you how can we mix our our on field actions and our coaching adjustments because that's what those teams in the playoffs that get further that's what they do. Sometimes it's all on the players to win the games, and then it's all sometimes it's about coaching adjustments. So. We'll see how things mesh, and I think we got a good test on um on that from the first couple of weeks due to you know some certain turnovers and having to change game plans and you know things like that with small injuries, um, especially on defense with our corners. But um, you know it, it's gonna be a good test this week to see how we play up against a talented team. Speaking around of a talented around the board. Speaking of a talented team, I want to kind of get into our keys of the game here. What do the Bills have to do to, to be 3-0? and What do they need to do on the football field this Sunday in Orchard Park to down the Cincinnati Bengals and improve to 3-0 and on the year and be undefeated with the Patriots coming to town week four? I think a defense got to impose their will. You know, I, I like our I like our offense. I think our offense is, led, is being led by a, a, a even-keeled and hungry, growing, progressive, quarterback um that has control of his offense you know so i think mm-hmm. they're they'll be they'll be cool i think our defense is doing amazing but my key is watching the defense completely uh, shut them down and give um more confidence and opportunities to the offense um for me i think yeah you have to you got to control their playmakers on offense 
their receivers. You can't let those, especially a guy like John Ross, you can't let him get behind you. Boyd, mm-hmm. the same, same thing. You can't allow big plays. Cincinnati is an offense. They want to have big plays with those receivers that can get down the field. Um, so you cannot allow big plays. Big plays can really hurt you, just like turnovers can. Big plays are something that can, like, deflate you as a team. Yeah, man. It's like you, yeah. you feel good, and then all of a sudden they go for 80 yards, and you're like, yo, what just happened? Right. So exactly. you can't allow the big plays. Um, I think on offense, I think you need some big plays on offense. I think uh, one of the things that Josh Allen, I think, has to improve on, he has such a big arm, but sometimes you'll see him miss down the field where it's – I don't want to say he can't control his arm, but he'll overthrow receivers, really. And and maybe he's still learning these guys and their speed and all of that stuff. But when you get that opportunity, he has to, you know, make that play because those opportunities don't come around that often. So hopefully you see him hit on some big plays. Um, and, and I think use the home field to your advantage. Use the crowd noise, all of that stuff to your advantage. If they do that, don't really overthink things. Don't outcoach themselves, and they'll be all right. You know, I, like I said, I, I have to agree with uh, Don on the big arm because I mean, he missed the big throw to John Brown, which really would have changed the complexity of that game in the mm-hmm. first quarter um, last game. But I, have, I agree with Stevie. You got to punch him in the mouth. You got to punch him in the mouth. Like the, the offensive line is not that strong. We had a couple of familiar faces over there in Cordy Glenn and John Miller that we know. So we know the scout reports on these guys. They were here. You know what their weaknesses? Jerry mm-hmm. Hughes went up against Cordy Glenn for five years in practice. You know his yeah. weaknesses. Yeah. Ed Oliver is a man, is a man is a mountain of a man. He's a beast. He has to kill. He has to go at John Miller. He has to beat Billy mm-hmm. Price. I don't know if Billy Price is even playing, and yeah. because he was injured. So I think yeah. it's, it's up to the D line. And at that, you got the home crowd. Wear them down. Run the rock. Right. Run the rock on them. That's it. Right. I think that the key to the I game. Like I, I agree with JT. I think you got to run the football. Um, I'm looking for the the run game to kind of. He brought to life this week. Um, we've seen Devin Singletary and what he could do the last couple of weeks with the limited amount of carries he's had. He already has over 100 yards on his rookie campaign and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the touchdown run that he had Sunday in New York, New Jersey, was explosive. Um, so I'm definitely interested in seeing what he can do on Sunday. Frank Gore kind of maybe coming into his own too. Um, I want to see what he can do this week. Uh, again, Josh Allen, he's got to complete those deep passes. Um, that one, John Brown was wide open. We've all just talked about it right there. Um, those are throws that Tom Brady won't miss. And you, you have to complete those deep throws down the field because you know what, if that's second down, then you miss it on third down, you're punting the ball away and you, that's, that's a lost opportunity. And in the NFL, we all know this, a lost opportunity can cost you points. And I, I, I think Josh Allen needs to complete those throws, um, if, if the Bills can can do these simple things that we all just said and touched on, I don't see why they don't win on Sunday. But they cannot look past the Bengals. They cannot look – they cannot put their – or uh, take their pedal off the gas. Right. One thing that was driving me crazy Sunday is Josh Allen had less than 60 passing yards in the second half. And you can almost tell it was like McDermott was relying on his defense to win them that game. Yeah. And – you can't do that against a New England. Yeah. And I think this game right here is a, a stepping stone, and you need to take this as almost like a practice mm-hmm. for New England. Go win this game, but also implement some of the things that you would do against New England and see if they work. Right. And then round two, when 
life really hits you against New England, yeah. you're ready and you know it's going to work. Exactly. Um, it's smooth going into it, not testing it out when it's time to step in the fire. Come exactly. on now. I hear you. I and hear you. I think I, I think that that's what they need to do. And I think if they can implement some of their game plan from week or that they're already probably working on for week four, I, I don't see why the Bills lose this game Sunday. I really don't. We all know how rowdy it's going to be. We know Orchard Park is going to be crazy. We know, we know the Bills Mafia. <laughs> right, we know right. it's going to be live. Um, I think that's obviously going to help. But I, I don't see a reason why the Bills lose this game. And um, one, one thing I want to bring up, this is actually really funny. Um, I heard this actually again on WGR this week. The last time the Bills had a quarterback with two L's in his last name. Jim Kelly. I'm not comparing Josh Allen to Jim Kelly, but I just thought it was hysterical. Yeah, so who brought that up? <laughs> some some fan. It was on Chauvin the Bulldog. It was some fan. And I'm like, you know what? At first, I'm like, what an idiot. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually really funny. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good coincidence, though, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'll take it. I really and thought about that. Like, yeah. yo, I'm going to make this point. I'm about to call in the show. Ain't hey. nobody think about this one. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. It's a true statement. It's a true Ooh, statement. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it's and hopefully the, the team doesn't think about stuff like that um, because it's so easy to get caught up. Like you guys remember back 2011. I mean, we started out hot. Yeah, we beat New England coming into town. We beat New England. Great game. Went all the way down to to the end game. of the game, and we won. And then what happened? We just sizzled off, you know, just like the Sabres. So you can't, as a team, get caught up in the noise and stuff like that, you know, and the fans are calling in like, the last time we were good, <laughs> quarterback had two L's in his name. Like, what are you talking about right now? But you got to just take it one day at a time, one game at a time, do what you're supposed to do every day. And I, when I say what you're supposed to do, I mean eating right drinking right, all of that stuff so that you don't have any instances in a game where you pull a hamstring or something like that happens throughout the course of a game that can change the season. Yeah. You know, it, it really takes for everybody on the team to do what they're supposed to do every single day, every single practice, every single game, and you'll be all right at the end of the season. You know, that, and that that goes to say – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but, no, uh, that goes good. to say about, about our backup our backup situation. They got to also be preparing as if they'll be playing because, you know, in that 2011 season, I believe it was a it was an injury that kind of shook up our shook our team up, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's unfortunate that happens in the NFL, you know, so we have to be prepared. And what do you guys think about our our backup quarterback? You know, just just saying if something was to happen, how do you feel about Matt Barkley? I think he's top three in the league. Top three backup in the league. I, I, I I would say so. Yeah, I'm not sure where to rank them. I would say anytime your backup quarterback has to come in the game, I think you're looking at him to manage the game, unless he's Nick Foles. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that if, if he has to come in the game, you need for everybody else to step up. And that's receivers, running backs, the defense. They got to make plays, cause turnovers, everything. That's kind of how I look at when backup quarterbacks come in the game, all right, everybody else got to step up now. Because that backup quarterback, even though he's, yeah, he's in practice every day and all of that stuff, that's a lot of pressure on a backup quarterback coming in the game you to make what? plays and not mess things up. So you don't yeah. want to be the one that's messing things up. You want to be the one that's helping them out. 
Um, so, you know, I think if, if the team can step up, if that were to happen, God forbid, if that were to happen, the team has to step up and make plays around them. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, but we, I, I'm kind of – I'm going to be a new type of coach. Hey, look, my backup got to be ready, man. Like, you got to be on the same page. Even, like, you in this league, you on this team for a reason. Like, I know you don't get the same amount of snaps, but treat that second team as if it was your first. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 100%. On that stuff, you got to be ready. Like, these are all – they're professionals just like you. I don't need you to go in the game acting timid, trying to manage the game. I need you to be in there with the same energy – or at least false confidence, you know what I'm saying, to where the guys aren't looking. Because, you know, Don, we stepped in the huddle where we, we got a backup quarter and he's looking shook. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> man, come on, man. Come Why on, is he even man. On <laughs> you know, like you a pro. So if you know, and then on top of being a pro, you know in this game it's tough. Anything can happen. Yeah, so yeah. any play can be your your uh, opportunity to play. But any play can be the next opportunity for you to play. So when you get in, you sh- it shouldn't be no – uh, hey, hold my hand, bro. You got to be ready to go, man. Like, right. we was ready to go. You was ready to go, Don. You nice. know what I'm saying? You was coming. You free agent. Juco. You know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> somebody goes down. You ready. Ain't nobody holding your hand. I can't hold your hand, Jones. You, I mean, you yeah. practice the same day I was practicing. Same times I was practicing. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that matter is, look across the league at all of the starting quarterbacks going down. Oh, yeah. Right. The backups got to come in and make plays. And the rest of the team. Through three of them are, are – Yeah. Like, yo. are going to be down to their fourth with their backup yeah, this well, week. Exactly. And if I'm on the know. team, if I'm on the team and the backup come in, yo, bro, what's up? Like, I, I, I'm i still trying to make plays, especially as a receiver. Exactly. You know what I mean, just because exactly. you're coming in as a backup, bro, you better put the ball in the same place that the starter was putting the ball in, or even somewhere better. Indeed. So I can make plays. And ultimately, because I'm I'm a I'm a player, I'm a player's player or player's coach, whatever, um, player's trainer. But I want to see you win and, su- and succeed. And you know, we came from a path where we got our success off of you know miss, opportunity that was missed from someone else. You know, I wouldn't ever. Right. Played if, if if Josh Reed wouldn't have went down, or if, mm-hmm. if um, some of the guys ahead of me wouldn't have went down. So when you do get a chance, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know it's tough right now for him. But at the end of the day, overall, looking at it, if you going into the league, I mean going into the game as a backup and you're shook, you're you're not giving yourself an opportunity to make millions or to right. stay on the team for next year. So come in and, and slaying the ball. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that I did, like, not to bring up something, oh, in a time where we're doing so well, but, you know, with Peterman, it was a lot of things that was happening with Peterman that was like, damn, oh, it, 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 it hit off this person, turned to an interception. Or he was coming in there, he was slanging the ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So imagine if he had a re- had some receiver, not saying it's the receiver's fault because you got someone that's the same on the same team, but let's say he had creators like you, Cole, me. Maybe some of those passes would have been better, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, True. Who knows? He was he had he was going to Benjamin and yeah. man, I shouldn't even have said no name right now. You know what I mean? Because you know, <laughs> it, it was just different. But I, I just respect the fact that Peterman came in and he was throwing the ball. You know what I'm saying? He was giving people chances. You know, it's, that's, hey, that's man. your backup, man. Hey, I mean, going back to Matt Barkley, I mean, Matt Barkley looks good every time he's taking the field. The last four times he's played, whether it's preseason yeah. or not. I mean, and let yeah. alone that can easily be trade value. And also, so I mean, He's like everything, yeah. Like, like we, like we, we actually need this team to get up on some of these teams and blow them out. It's so hey, we come in and shine. That's something cool that you said, though. You said 
it's trade value. So and you, when you're speaking towards a, a management standpoint in teams, okay, yeah, we will see a team, I mean, a player do very well and then use them as trade to get the team better. Nowadays, we got a, a change in the league, and I believe it came from um, basketball. Now guys are asking to be traded on their own. You feel me? If, if, if they want a different situation. So I don't want people listening or fans outside to be seeing these, these players um, who's asking for trades from situations that you know that's that's tough for them. Like, come on now. You know, um, with like just, just IE, just to say off off Antonio Brown leaving the Raiders, like, come on now, you know it wasn't go it wasn't gonna be good for him out there. You know, so he asked to be traded. Now Ramsey asked to be traded. Mika Fitzpatrick right. actually be traded. Everybody's doing this. And and I, and it's a little backlash on the players, but it shouldn't be because management do the same thing to us, you know? Right. So that's just one thing I wanted to get out there. I didn't know nobody to agree with. Think about the Mika Fitzpatrick. That's that's kind of crazy because this is, I mean, this is a first round pick. This is his second year in the league. This is really like his 17th game. And he's like, yeah. man, I'm out of here. That, that kind of caught me off guard. And the fact that they even let him Seek a trade kind of caught me off right. guard. I mean, have y'all seen something like that ever? I mean, you know, I, I think you're starting to see it more, a lot more now. And I'm, I'm liking, to be honest, to see players Same. request trades and it actually go through. Same. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, Antonio Brown has done a lot this year. But when you look at, when, it, when you boil it all the way down, you peel back all the layers, he has gotten everything that he wanted. And I'm not going to lie, as a player, as a former player, I like to see players actually be able to take control of their own destiny. Like, yo, just trade uh-huh. me, bro. And they actually uh-huh. get traded. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, this is a different league now. There wasn't as many trades uh-huh. when we was playing. It was either you was on the team. The only way you left is if you got cut or if you was a free agent. Mm-hmm. Now it's trades Four, left and right crazy. during the season, draft time. Jokers is now requesting to be traded and getting traded. It's crazy, but I, I like it. It makes it makes the NFL more exciting to watch. Exactly. Just like, so like we were saying, like with the basketball, that's where it started. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where they, everybody was trading or signing with other, other uh, power squads or creating power squads. And, you know, at, at some point I'm going to throw the bills in there. At, at some point we will have to jump in and snatch somebody from one of these trades. Yeah. You hear Ramsey asking to get traded. I, now I know he might, he probably thinking like, like, bro, I want to go to maybe, a solidified top team. Um, but hey, who throw something out there? Let's see if we can snatch somebody because if the New England Patriots, who's already the number one team, I don't mean to look over the Cincinnati Bengals, but we go stick with the, the top teams and especially in our division. But if the Patriots are the number one team and they got better that much, what are what are what is everybody else doing by not right. going to you gotta compete? You know what I mean? You gotta compete in the right. in the it's a cycle. It's gonna be players coming in every year, and these guys will get rotated. So let's go for it. Right. Let's go. For it. Right. See they want a first round pick for Ramsey too. So that's I, gonna be interesting to see if they can get that. I'd honest, give up a first round pick for Ramsey. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, I get it. You, you know why? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, JC. Say what you go say. No, I mean you crazy if you not to because this is this is chess, not checkers. Exactly. Every time your team in your division make a move, you gotta make a counter move. You have to make if the a Patriots move, exactly. just, if the Patriots just strengthen their receiving core, then you need to strengthen your DB core. And I think our DB core is strong, but you know what? Keep coming at him. You on. know what? You're gonna get A B, we're gonna get Ramsey. Let's go. Exactly. And look, you called it a week two weeks ago where you where you put our safeties on um you kind of put them on a uh 
the Jets, the Jets, the Jets versus yeah, yeah, the comparison. Yeah, they gave some props, and they showed it. You know what I'm saying? They showed that they can hold their own one-on-one or against anybody, receiver, tight end, slot guys. And now we, there's a guy out there that's asking to be available who can guard – who can guard or run anybody with without a bracket though? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like I was playing against Revis, and Revis, he was the only one who can who can who will run with you everywhere. But he, I mean, he was he was great. I ain't gonna say nothing bad about it. But you will always still see a safety over the top somewhere or somewhere running over. You know what I mean? It it'll mm-hmm. be disguised. I don't like Ramsey nowadays. I think uh Revis could have done it without a safety, also. You know, he's done it. And he has done it without a safety. But Ramsey's doing it a lot without a safety where he is. So that shows a lot. So let's let's see what we can do about going out and picking some, somebody up like that. Yeah. I want to get on to the injury front really, really quick because Don mentioned hamstrings a little bit ago. Um, we were all wondering, obviously, about uh, Roberts, Taron Johnson, Devin Singletary. Uh, Denzel Singletary, sorry. They're, they're, all day, they're all day-to-day. We'll know more tomorrow. Okay. Um, Hopefully Taron can get back out there. Yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully the week, hopefully they can get back out there. Terrence an, an asset to this defense, um, and I think if you can get him back out on that football field, uh, the Bills are a lot stronger at a position that they're are or at uh, side of the ball if they're already strong on. Yeah. Um, so I think getting Terrence back out there. Um, right. But let's go back to this talk about these uh, potential guys that are coming up on the market. What are some other guys that you might see requesting a trade this year? from some of these other teams that might quote unquote be tanking or struggling or obviously have a quarterback woes. I mean, um, Adams from the jets, there was rumors about him possibly um, seeking a trade today. Man. Yeah. I can't really see him. I can't really see him. I think you could use another corner. I can't really see Adams coming in because you have two safeties that are both like keys on this defense. And so Adams is going to want to come in and start right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really see that move. I'm not messing with Adams. Plus, I, I don't understand how Adam, <laughs> how you ask for a trade for Adams. I mean, he was, you, you played. Well, I, I meant in general. I just meant like, do you see like, could you maybe see the Bills make a move for just anybody? Let's say you do have an interesting point in the chat, and this is the team that we playing. Um, a Ray Cruz said, "How about AJ Green?" Now, if the Bengals continue to slide and they lose this game and they lose about two, three more, the deadline mm-hmm. you can see AJ Green name name become available. That's the name that I would bring in. Because I put AJ Gein with John Brown and Cole Beasley, and I'm rocking out with it. Because now I got my thread over the top that you got a bracket. I do that one hundred percent. That name, I, yeah, I go after that. I, like that to uh, a test, testament to Don repping our safeties. I don't, I wouldn't go with Adams, but um, even though we got some good receivers, you know, it's always good to add another uh, yeah, yeah. deep threat to your receiving room. You can never be, you know, too. I just um, I I think that. A running back should be thought about just because you got a rookie in right now that you're really relying on mm-hmm. and you never know what's going to happen with rookies. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the fact of the matter. You never know if they're going to be able to last throughout the course of the season. You got Frank Gore, who's, you know, he's, he's older. Right. And so I think if you can make a play for another running back, I think that's something that you should, um, you should really take a, a good I, look at. I got a name for y'all. Leonard Fournette? Yes, no. I mean, if he was available, just six yeah. rounds for a, a bell cow back going to a playoff run. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That'd make a move. Huge. I wouldn't give up much, but I would. I would. I would definitely right. try. Right. I mean, and, and it'll be. I think it'll be good for him because 
he's a power back, and I don't think he can he'll be able to last too long being a power back dealing with injuries and having to go all down. So he needs another dual threat or two couple two couple backs ahead of him to where he can right. uh, throw in there and for the longevity of his uh, career. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's Don. It's funny that you brought up the running back situation too, because yes, we we have a we have a grizzled vet and a rookie on this team, and if God forbid something happens, you got to wonder what what position they would be in. So yeah, the running back option, maybe bringing in a Fournette or another guy in this league that may may or may not request a trade. It it remains to be seen, obviously, but it's definitely an interesting conversation to have. I'm really glad that we touched on this this week because it's a it's trending in the NFL right now. Is these guys a lot of players requesting trades, and obviously, are the Bills in the market or not? And I think that we kind of we covered that as best we could from what we know and from what we from the standpoint where we sit. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about what you guys think what what do you guys feel about players that need to step up players that have outperformed themselves in the first two weeks for the bills um and maybe a, a guy that hasn't really gotten to that echelon yet this season but maybe a, an unsung hero that that you could see maybe down the stretch here um let's say we're in week three now weeks three let's call it weeks three through eight um who do you see needs to step up in these next five weeks? Who do you see that's already stepping up and becoming his own in the first uh, two weeks here? Calling two birds. Um, I think – so stepping up. I mean, a guy who's who has been making plays but really needs to continue to make plays because when you talk about these offenses and the playmakers that you're going to see in the next couple of weeks, uh, Matt Milano – he needs to continue to to playing well. I mean, he's the guy who his job is to cover those running backs and slots and all of that stuff coming out of the backfield. And then when you look at the receivers that that the uh, Bengals have and the running back that can catch the ball, and then you have the next week with the Patriots and all of the stuff that they can throw at you, mm-hmm. he's a guy who has to be ready to go in both of these weeks and moving forward because he is the one that I mean, this league now. And it, it sucks because, I mean, you know, I, Stevie and I played all across the board, whether it was inside and outside receiver. But this league, I swear, you have your big playmaking receivers on the outside, but you're seeing more and more of these slot receivers across the league that teams are really making it a key to get those guys the ball, you know. And so you got to have linebackers that can cover. It's the same yeah. with running backs. You're seeing teams now. Yeah, I mean, teams, are, it's either – we have a running back that can do everything, like a uh, Shady McCoy or a Camara or something like that, where we have a running back by committee, and we're going to have somebody that can really come in and line up in the slot or really catch the ball out of the backfield. So those linebackers like Matt Milano need to be able to make plays all across the board. So I need to really see him continue to grow um, in this league. Like as a coverage back, you mean? Yeah. Coverage. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Cause, yeah, he is – he a heat seeker. He a heat seeker, but – as a coverage back, that'll just make our defense more complete. I feel you on that. So I'm going to run with the defense also. I'm, I'm not going to pick anybody in specific. I always look at the DBs and say, you know, if they can shut shut some things down or slow up the the timing of a of an offense, then that's huge. Um, but I'm going to just stay overall that defense. The defenses are the unsung heroes of our team, and, and they'll have to continue to, you know, step it up and, and play good for our success ultimately. 
JT? No, I, I agree. I think that um, I, I think as far as playmakers, I, I think Cole Beasley could, needs to continue to be that safety blank, especially on third downs. Um, John Brown's going to be a home run hitter, and don't be wrong, John Brown has completed a lot of third downs too. We really haven't seen anything from Zay Jones yet, which is really shocking. Um, yeah. in a way that is shocking because I thought that he wouldn't. I thought he would be kind of the odd man out in this offense. I didn't think he was a fit with those two guys coming in. So I think Cole Beasley needs to be the safety blanket for Josh Allen, especially on third and fourth, third and fives, where we kind of have the run pass options. So mm. I think if we do that, we'll be fine. Just keep moving the chains, essentially. What, we don't have a tight end yet. One thing that I did like about Zay, he's not getting a lot of attention right now. And, and it can play a part on somebody's psyche. Um, I don't see it in – I don't see it – affecting him which is great and the thing about that I, that I like about him is he got the ball I think it was maybe the first week though I, I didn't see too much of the second week I was in the air um but he got the ball late and he made the play you know it probably was his only catch or maybe his second catch after getting one in the first quarter but he still made the play and and how valuable is that you're not getting the yeah. 143 yards but that yeah. 15 yard in or curl that you caught and keep to keep the chains going, it ultimately gave us three points or six points. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Yo, and it's hard. Yeah, it's him hard. Not like, it affect them. Yeah, it, it it made it made plays for. Yo, when you're not getting the ball, like receivers, just like running backs, like quarterbacks are rhythm players. You mm -hmm. know, so a number one receiver, you hear them all the time. Yo, I need. I need at least 10 targets. Yeah, let me get the right. Because I need to feel the ball. Like, I need to catch the ball so I can get into a rhythm and all of that stuff. I start feeling it, and then all of a sudden, big play. Right. Um, so when you're not getting those targets, and then all of a sudden, you get He's ready. He's ready. Right, right, right. Like I said, then we he, lost down there. You know, to, to uh, oh, see is. him, like you said, to see him actually come in and make those plays is a great thing. Yeah. Yep, so I think I the no too ahead. much pressure on them. Yeah, I, I think the 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 two cogs. I'm gonna say really just two positions that really stick out to me over the last two weeks. Uh, I'm not even gonna list one one name here. Offensive line. Look at the difference from last year. Granted, there's only one really familiar face on the offensive line starting wise this year. Um, but Deion Dawkins specifically, though, um, really coming into his own taking on that captain role to a T. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like what he's done. Also, another guy that I really like coming into his own um, and just as a whole, the tight end position has been really, really good. I love seeing Lee Smith back in a Buffalo Bills uniform. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He's a great blocker, and he's just a funny guy. And he gets the party started. <laughs> he does. Started. He's a great asset to have in that locker room for the mm -hmm. Bills, and I really think that that will help them down the stretch. And there's a lot of people say, you know what, this is a young team, but there's a decent amount of veteran presence in that locker room um, when you, where, where you can look at it. I mean, I really think that there is a lot of veteran presence in that locker room. Yeah, there's a lot of youth. There's a ton of youth. Um, but imagine the youth in five years if they can keep that intact. Right. Um, right. And keep it and keep adding. No, let's not don't get, adding. Yeah, right. don't be too prideful um, in trying to stay with the guys that you drafted. Hey, the league is changing, is, is evolving, so we got to evolve with it. Just continue well, to add. And speaking exactly. of that, you're, you're seeing that in teams like Pittsburgh right now, where they stayed with the same core. They kept Woodley and Harrison, these guys, for mm -hmm. years upon years. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to replace them, they weren't ready for it. Oh, and so, now yeah. you're going to see the fall off the cliff, and it's going to fall yeah. hard, too.
Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get to some fan questions really quick. Um, first, Gerald McElwain says, as, play- or as players, what are your thoughts about what is going on in Miami? We've touched on it a little bit today, mm-hmm. um, but with getting with them getting rid of all their, their talent. It's whack. I, I, it's whack, though. I ain't going to lie. Like, I'd be requesting a trade, too. Because I – yo, as a player, I put work in the entire offseason – to and win, see that. you're not coming in just to just. A lot of people think that it's just about making money, and is it is it about making money? Yeah, everybody want to make a lot of money doing this, but you want to win. Like it's hard to come into work every week, every day when you're not winning. I don't right. care if you're in Miami, it's hard to come in when you're not winning. So mm. when you're on the team and you see them just trading away key players, it's like, yo, what what are we doing right now? Yeah. So I'd be the next person, like, man, yo, if y'all making it like this. Hey, yo, let, I'm ready to go too because y'all obviously don't want to win. You're not ha- putting any talent on the fields. You're gonna get all of us hurt because we don't have talent around us to carry the load. It's, mm-hmm. it's I don't know, man. That's that's tough. It's whack for me. Okay, I agree, I agree with you, Don. Okay, it's like I haven't seen their games. I haven't looked at their games. You know, play by play and seeing what the coaches are doing for the players to be asking for trades from the outside looking in. It looks like these guys are soft because you're you getting blue out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like you're getting blue out. You losing, <laughs> and then now you're just saying, "I want to oh, trade me." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. For, right, now, if you're from Miami and you can see, and or if you, I mean, in Miami and, you, and like the coaches are like they tripping, like you know what I'm saying? They really, I can't really speak on too much because I mean, I seen some coaches that ain't that that really don't care. They just out there for the show. Um, Word. And and it's like okay, then you can ask for you can request a trade. But I, honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen too much from it right now. You guys are losing, and now y'all trying to jump ship. Nah, man. Yeah. Nah, that 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 ain't cool. I'll be honest. With you. I, I don't want none of them on my team. I don't want you guys. Right. Got, it's one thing to lose, okay? But you're mm. professionals. You just got mm. beat. Got combined hm. and ten. To something like 102 to 10 in the first two games, man. Yeah. And you asking for a trade? Don't none of y'all have value. None Come of on, y'all man. have exactly. value, man. Exactly. <laughs> Except our guy Fitz Magic, though. Except Fitz Magic, because I know he out there slanging, trying to get y'all something, and it's yeah. probably not looking good. But I mean, y'all got to step y'all game up, man. It's always trying to do something. Yeah. Once again, yeah. if if it's the coaches doing something, then okay, I can dig it. If if you got a, a quarterback in there that really that's scared that shook back there, then I, I get it. I understand. You know what I'm saying. But you actually have a quarterback that I can I can back up. You know, not back up, mm-hmm. but I can. Um, you can attest to what he's doing. Somewhat, yeah, you know what I'm saying because I I know he's been in that situation where all those guys are asking for trades, but he stuck it out or he stayed with it and tried to make something happen. These guys are running with their tails between their legs. And like you said, JT, I do not want you to be on my team. Of the Bills. I don't want you to be on uh, come over here. You can stay I mean, over my, wherever, wherever you, you at. The, you can go to the Jets with that, man. Yeah, go to Miami's the on pace to be the worst team in NFL history. That's crazy. 102 now, we to 10. back up and take care of our homie fish, man. Yeah, hey, we do. And my team need quarterbacks right now, man. <laughs> man. Call, it wouldn't shock man. me. <laughs> I mean, he's not requesting a trade, but as of right now, but it'd be interesting to see if Miami does nah, move Fitz, into a team that does need a quarterback. Fitz won't request a trade. That's not his personality. He's going to come in. He's still going to joke around. Like, he's still going to do all of the same stuff that he always mm-hmm. does. That's Broken ribs, whatever. He's going to be Burned in up. 
I know I know for sure that. So. Um, another question here from Dan, TJ Yeldon, does he become a factor this week? That's one yeah. thing that I think JT you was or no no Fredo you were saying that we're start your start your game plan for next week this yep. week. So start getting his getting his gears uh, warmed up and turning so he can go into week four um, as that dual threat quarter. I mean running back that we know he can beat um, and will be brought him here for to go against those linebackers in New England. You know so agreed. This would be something that's a that's a good question and. Um, you know, to play off of what we was already talking about. Yeah, I think we do get him involved. You're going to need every guy on that roster next week to play a damn near perfect game to beat mm-hmm. New England. So mm-hmm. start this week. Get ready this week. Get out of this week healthy. Obviously, we can't predict the future in regards to that. But get out of this week healthy and then try to implement, just like I said earlier, just even a little bit. You don't want to show it all off. You don't want to give anything away. But try one play a quarter that you might try against New England mm-hmm. and, and see if it works. See what you can get. See what you can kind of figure out against another NFL football team before you get on the field next week. Yeah. And and watch uh and I watched the Baltimore versus Miami Dolphins game week one, how they was running it up, having fun. Mm-hmm. Shit, put that on. Play it. Yeah. And watch how them boys was out there having fun because that's what that's what that's what we can do. That's what we should do. This yep. that's what we should do this week. You know what I mean? Get on that high. Get on that high to where okay, we feel like nobody can see us. Keep that confidence rolling because I'm pretty sure that's exactly how Lamar Jackson is feeling. He's not worried about X's and O's. He got some dogs around him and he's slinging the ball and trying to get as much points as he can. And he's got a chip on his shoulder, not from the team that he's playing against, but from I'm pretty sure it's from the out the outsiders, the social the social media side, you know, that said he couldn't. He couldn't be a, a quarterback. So just like everybody that's mm-hmm. talking down on our quarterback, not giving him, you know, the respect of a first rounder, um, our our offense, our our team, you know what I mean? We gotta go out there until we put up a game how Baltimore did, then we'll get people to say, you know what, hey, they 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 may be for real. But these two yeah. two and oh yeah. I, I got a question for you though. Why does he have to? Why does he have so much to prove? And I just watched the Sunday night game with Mr. Biscuit, and he looked, I mean, absolutely horrible. He looked, he looked, he looked didn't like a first round pick. I watched Sam Darnold all last season look mediocre in, in the first game, no progression. So, why, do, why does our quarterback have to prove so much? It's, it's the same reason that goes that we have people that, that play that ball out in the season and won't get looked for Pro Bowl because. We're not getting uh, national attention, maybe because we're not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? So, like we saying with our offensive line, I want we should have more hats in the Pro Bowl from our offensive line this year. You know what I'm saying? We should see more white helmets with the Bill logo on it because we got boys that's that's re- that's really dogs. You know, mm-hmm. and in games like games like this, games like last week, I feel like I wish Week One would have went better than what it did because. You know, that game was closer than what we thought. Um, but we got to start smashing it, smashing these teams so that we can really get that that national respect. What are these guys doing out here? They're running up the score on everybody. You know, okay, that's the that's the new bill. Then we got to do the same thing. Don't take your foot off the gas, like I said earlier. That's what that, that little was, quarterback with two L's back in the day was doing. Yeah. You know, when you when you, um, <laughs> when you really look at that, though, like a lot of NFL games end within – Seven points. 
Yeah. A lot of NFL yeah. games are close games. They're not really, you know, teams don't blow teams out that much. You know, what I think the problem is, like, I feel like the Bills, and I see, I see national reporters talk better about the Bills than local. The local ones, like, yeah, to recycle those guys or get. I ain't gonna say recycle and get them out there. They got jobs, but they need to refresh their mind. Put them inside a class and say, "All right, look, check this out. Enough talking down on our Bills." We've good morning been- football does a good job of talking about the bills though yeah yeah, yeah. i mean national national shows and national analysts they talk better about the bills than local people do and local and fans you know and i think obviously look reporters are fans too they just have a job and actually reporting on the game mm-hmm. but i think there's been so much it's such a a, a tough history in buffalo throughout the years that people are just negative about the team and mm-hmm. on the local circuit. Whereas neat. when you look on the national level, when those people that are not in Buffalo, they're looking at it like, yo, look at the bills though. They look all right right now. Right. Whereas people right. locally, the ones that study in the team every day that live in Buffalo, that have seen all of the bad stuff throughout the years, mm-hmm. they like, they don't really have anything positive to say. They're like, ah, well, we've seen this before right. because reporters are fans too. It's the same yeah. reason why, and I mean, this is a whole nother uh, topic of discussion for another time. But you look at certain guys that that are not in in the Hall of Fame. It, it all comes down to reporters that have to basically uh, report on your behalf to get into the Hall of Fame and then vote for you to get in. Well, there's reasons why Terrell Owens didn't get in for uh, for a long time. There's a reason why even a guy like Reuben Brown name yeah. is not brought up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yo, why? Why? Because these guys that have the power in to make that happen are fans and they're yeah. humans with emotions and all of that stuff. And Ruben rubbed the wrong people. He, he rubbed people the wrong way when he was playing. And now they don't want to vote for him. And that's yeah. what it comes down to, you know? And so yeah. local and reporters yeah. are talking, you know, they don't really have anything positive to say about the team. Right. And, and that's got to change. We seen, we seen, who was it? Jeremy Kelly, who, who posted yep. something on social, on the social media about Ruben Brown. I saw that same exact tweet. I've never heard them the Hall of Fame committee say his name at all. But I'm looking at his resume like this dude is a dog. Like a yeah, he was a dog. dog. Yo, and and it's it's all because the lo- they can't the local reporter has to put his name in and he won't do it. Yeah, you know, like, because Ruben was the type of person that would say whatever he wanted to say, just yeah. like Terrell Owens. You know what I mean? And and because of that, you going. <laughs> You're going to hold on to that and hold me back? Like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. 20 years ago. For for, for those who don't know Ruben Brown's um, accolades, he's a 13-year vet, nine-time pro baller, nine-time NFL All-Pro. There's no Ooh. reason for him not to be in the Hall of Fame no. or not being mentioned. But you know what? I think we, I think we can get the ball roll. I think we're going to start a change.org contention exactly. right here. Exactly. We're going to get a roll. Hashtag get Ruben Brown to the Hall of Fame. We're going to get a roll. That's how we're going to handle it. Get our bills in that bowl. Get our bills' attention, that, that national attention that they deserve. You know what I'm saying? Those players. Before we, get to our la- before we get to our last segment, I want to bring up, Stevie, you just touched on it too with what you just said there, that with the bills getting snubbed and not getting the attention they deserve. Listen to the Monday night football schedule over the next four or five weeks here. Next week, you got Bears at Redskins. Blah. You got Steelers at Bengals. Another doo-doo game. Then you have the Browns at San Francisco. That might be good. That might be good. That might be good. Then you do have the the uh, Lions-Packers. That will be a good game. 
Lions, Lions are looking because decent. Because the Lions, right? yeah, because they just beat uh, the Chargers. The Char- I mean, it takes that Chargers are good. Yeah, yeah. And then here's the last two <laughs> before we get to our last segment: Jets, Patriots, and it's in New York or in New Jersey, and Miami at Pittsburgh. <laughs> but the Bills can't get a prime time game to save their life. You know, hey man, you know that come from, and, that, and that's come from what we're to what we're saying. We need our social, um, our 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 uh, media to put our players on on that pedestal because the reason why the Browns are on there is because of what they got OBJ, oh, yeah, they got OBJ, they got Baker, they got they got names that make noise. Why is Pittsburgh on there twice? They thought they was yep. gonna have AB and um and uh, Roethlisberger, and so they want to see all that. Like yeah. we got, we got guys that's talented, that's skilled, and all that, but they're not talking about them in the media. Nobody wants to see them on Monday night, yeah. even though we got, we know, we know what we have in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? And we the do. guy, and the guys in the position that's solidified, in those solidified positions for ten years, eight, nine, fifteen years, they need to. I think they need to do more, and we, and we challenging them right now to do more for your bills. You know, as a player in this life now, in this world now, in you guys' world, I just think it's got to be way more support. And if and if you think you did, did enough support, go even harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And flex scheduling starts week five, so this very well could change if the Bills keep going down this path that they're on That's right it. now. So week five, the flex schedule kicks in, so there could be some some Sunday night football games, either on the road or here in Buffalo. And then uh, at, at the same time, though, like they shouldn't even be worried about that. They oh no, I, I don't think they are. I okay, just, as, okay. just I'm saying from a I'm saying from a, our perspective and a fan's perspective, you okay, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. see that schedule, it's kind of it's kind yeah. of annoying. But one game that sticks to mind if you do think about that flex schedule, Bills Eagles in October. That could yeah. be a game. Yeah. Um I want to get to where I want to get to a new segment here. Um and then we're gonna wrap things up for this week. But guys, where's Will? And where is Will? You wanna explain what Will is? Yeah, well, yeah, we're well out. Will's our street team, guys. He's he's going uh throughout different places in Buffalo, getting content, getting content for us to put here on the podcast, getting uh to put on Twitter, social media, our Facebook live show every single week. Uh, <laughs> Will's a funny guy. He'll be he'll be walking around bars in Buffalo, um, and in Orchard Park on game days. 